Sticky Standards, number five. Sticky Standards. Professional learning that sticks. Welcome back to another episode of Sticky Standards, professional learning that sticks. I'm Tamara Conradi, and I am here with a wonderful colleague and friend, Dana Richardson. In our previous episodes, we discussed the standards learning communities and leadership. And today, we are going to dig a little deeper into the standard resources. Dana, how are you? I'm just wonderful. It's just wonderful. I'm excited to talk about the standards again. I want us always when we start digging into these to remember they're not in isolation. And we talk about them here on our podcast, you know, one at a time. But they are a total foundation. Again, we've talked about building a house. And these seven standards are the foundation around it. And then we'll put out the walls and the windows and the roof and plant the flowers. But the foundation is about then how do we as adults learn in school. Absolutely. And if you go to our stickystandards.com website, you can see all of the standards and the information about them. Now, when we talk about resources... What are re- what are resources? When they wrote this professional learning standard about resources, what were they hoping leaders would really understand and embrace? I think they wanted leaders to look, and again, when we say they, we're talking about the Learning Forward, which is the national organization who has taken these seven standards around and created um, that these these are what's absolutely critical. If we want to increase educator effectiveness and results that all kids are learning. So remember those two things. But they are looking at one resource is staff. So that's the people that that are in the building or in the district. Materials, uh, whether you're doing book studies, you want to buy books, you know, those kind of resources. It can be technology is becoming more and more important. Uh, In fact, might be the most important right now as as we're asking leaders to think about this in the in the in the picture of professional learning and of course the one most people think of that pops up instantly is time you know, how do we find the time absolutely and that's probably the one that you hear the most complaints about would be we don't have enough time that's right so what are some key moves or decisions being made to help find more time for educators? Again, it's back to collaboration. It's back to talking to each other and seeing what is it that we really want to learn. Because time doesn't have to be a day. It doesn't have to be a half a day. Um, Again, the introduction of something can be in a big group. But it's those conversations. Uh, Sometimes it's just in the hall. I was watching a video of a school in Texas the other day, and they said they kind of laugh when people talk about, well, when do you do collaboration? It's like 24-7. Yeah. We go into each other's room every time we talk, teach a new skill, and then we you know, reflect on it. So that time is um, depending on our purpose again, uh, but, but it can be big chunks of time. It can be small. But I think, again, remembering our purpose is, is what 
when we talk to leaders about how do you find the time? What's your what is it you want to learn? Right. It's like, you know, the so again, you really maximize that time you do have. That's right. You know, again, that began with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. And we've, t- we've talked about that in the classroom all the time. What do we want our kids to learn? Then we backtrack. Well, what do we want our teachers to learn? I mean, are we wanting them to learn Common Core, college and career ready? Are we wanting them to learn? Um, I was um, visiting with a building last week, you know, that's going one to one. So we backtracked again. What, what do we want the adults to know and be able to do before we roll it out with the kids? So again, if we're clear, those very clear expectations, and then support. And also, around that time issue, some people we know, we talk about this all the time, need more time than others to learn whatever it is. And when, when we come back in a, in a week or two and do uh, looking at implementation, you know, uh, we're going to dig deeper into some models about uh, implementation. What does that look like? And some people are still beginning to cross the bridge from current practice to future practice. Some people run across the bridge, mm-hmm. and some people don't even want to go up there and look at the bridge. So our professional learning is different for each of those folks depending where they are on that bridge of change. That's interesting because tomorrow I have the opportunity to work with uh, my team here at ESDAC, the professional developers, and one of the um, processes that we are going to do is talk about how to maximize the learning time we have with our participants. And ESDAC really believes in learning by doing. Mm -hmm. And I think as professional developers, we face the same struggle teachers face, and that is we have a lot of content to cover. And so what ideas or thoughts do you have about that as schools are planning for professional learning opportunities so so they get rid of that um, assumption that we need to cover stuff? That's the million-dollar question. That is the million dollar. Because I think we all feel that way. Because especially as staff developers, we're so passionate about our content, Mm -hmm. just as teachers are passionate about theirs. So again, it's going back to what's the core? What's going to change practice? And what are other ways that we can learn it? That time again, we go back to what resources might we have? You know, might we do it in a in a blog or might, you know, what kind of follow-up I've been involved in several webinars recently with Learning Forward. And a lot of the learning comes between the weeks that we have the webinars with all of our chatting and writing back and forth and, and sharing documents from all over the United, that one was all over the United States. Well, would you send me your job description? Would you send me yours? Well, what time, how did you do so it's just beyond the walls. So the way we learn, yes. what standard does that um, relate to? Is that learning design? Uh-huh, mm-hmm. Okay. And, and we'll talk about that in a future will. podcast. We will. So on top of time as being a resource, you said staff is a resource. Absolutely. How, how do we best... Um, invest in the staff that we do have and all staff. You know, some districts have just certified staff being involved in professional learning. Some districts are very committed in having all staff that work with children, whether it's certified and classified 
um, what are some strategies or ideas to make sure that we maximize um, the opportunities we have for all staff? In one way, it's just exactly what you said. What do we want everybody to learn? Because, and, and it's not only, if we're doing huge transformational change, let's say like uh, college and career ready, what are we, uh, how are we educating the parents? How are we educating the community? So learning for all so that everybody understands the why. I think that's part of it too. But also I think when, when they're looking at staff, it's how can we learn from each other? I always loved it to share the story about the, the remedial reading teacher that uh, her efficacy is amazing. You know, she was very efficacious because she believed she could teach anybody to read. It was, what is today? It's, let's say it's April Fool's Day. She said, well, that kid didn't learn today. I've got another way, a strategy tomorrow. So that, you know, she, and then when she retired, everybody looked at each other and said, we never asked her how she did that. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes the people or the staff is, how can we learn from each other? Even back to learning communities that we talked to earlier, usually on a learning community, there are different strengths. So one person loves data. One person loves doing handouts. One person loves doing the research. One person's techie. So how do we maximize, again, everybody on our staff? When you, you know, um, working with your team here, you know, what's everybody's skills? Somebody wants... I'm always the one who wants to, you know, bake the bunny cake for Easter or whatever, (laughs) because I love to cook. Or make the wonderful handouts after your (laughs) field trips. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. So again, maximizing, because we have our goal in mind, we know what we want everyone to, you know, again, our goal is to increase educator effectiveness. And I love this quote that you share you manage things and you lead people. That's right. So management is task-oriented. Leadership is people-focused. That's right. And again, back to resources. Uh, and what's the role of leaders? They're, they're, it's twofold. Mm-hmm. Of course, leaders uh, have to manage the money. You know, mm-hmm. where can we get the money? Where can we find this? Where, how does this... All, but then that's, that's the first step. But then... Then how do we lead the people? You can't do one without the other. Absolutely. It's both sides of a coin. Very much both sides of a coin. So as leaders are thinking about, or anyone thinking about this professional learning standard, what are some key questions they might ask themselves? Well, I think one is, uh, how do we monitor it? How do we know that it makes a difference? You know, So how do we monitor the, the people, the learning, the resources, uh, because sometimes that's, um, it's, it's jello. It's not as easy as, yes, okay, we spent this much on registration. We spent this much on substitutes, you know, we sent, you know, mm-hmm. so those kind of monitoring are, are pretty black and white and we can do that. Some, not me, but others can do that. But it's sometimes the learning, how do we monitor the learning and again, that kind of goes back to the implementation of where are they on the bridge and how do we monitor that? And if, if you're still um, preparing lesson plans to teach the new standard, but nothing's changed in the classroom yet, that's different than Susie, who has jumped in with not really good lesson plans, but she's trying. So 
I guess it's that role of that principal is to know what's going on and to monitor it. What else would you like our listeners to know about resources? Well, I think, again, just to find them. <laughs> I just think that we, we've got wonderful resources. I used to say in the district that I worked, we had so many people in our district who probably not bring in an outsider for two years and still couldn't learn everything from everybody. Mm-hmm. So part of it is that. And I'm not saying that sometimes it is an outside person and, and an external expert is sometimes the perfect thing but I think again just to use your resources to dig deep we always talk about digging deep into them and that we try to evaluate you know and that's a hard part sometimes not only do we monitor it but then at the end how much money did we spend on this project and how do we coordinate all of those resources I think that's really important absolutely because we have title one money we have other money we have all kinds of funds so I think that it's really important to dig into those resources and acknowledge them because in we've not ha- you know with many budget cuts those kind of things we've uh, we've uh, we've str- we've been stressed over there back to the staff again sometimes we don't realize who the professional learners are uh, many districts have um, instructional coaches well that's a resource they have chosen to put their mm-hmm. money there mm-hmm. again, their money and their time. Do you see how that all fits together? Absolutely. It's into an instructional coach who then coaches everyone else and supports everybody else's learning. So that's all in this, this category of resources. Wonderful. Well, in our next podcast, we will dig deeper into the data standard. That's right. Which includes three key ideas. Analyze data, which involves student, educator, and system data assess progress, and evaluate professional learning. I look forward to our next podcast, Dana. We will have a data-driven dialogue. Oh, that sounds great. Thank you.